welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, come on down to your mat and we'll get started. Hey y'all, the beginning of this one got cut off a bit. We are starting at the top of the mat in a comfortable standing pose, about hip distance apart with your feet. And I'll let the class take it from here. Thanks for understanding. Distance apart. So you find what is hip distance for you. And for a, a lot of us, we think of hip distance as kind of the outside edge of our hips. We want to, in yoga standing posture, think of hip distance as the distance between the uh, sitting bones, the distance between the hip joints. So maybe about two fist distance, they, they say. Um, but if you look down your legs and you see that your feet are aligned underneath where your, your pelvic rim is that's more like what we're talking about rather than than this which might be like the outer edges of my hips so take a few moments just to peek down check out when you're standing does one foot slightly creep in front of the other does one foot slightly turn out all different things that we do with feet Um, so once you're in it we're going to do something that's not moonwalking but if you want to moonwalk moonwalk you're going to walk to the back of your mat backwards yeah you could you could turn around and then walk back forward and keep your eyes up but hit hip distance with your feet and pause oh eyes went down let's do it again moonwalk back moonwalk back and then walk forward stop at the front of your mat feet hip distance apart eyes up we'll do that one more time just for magic's sake because three is magic number walk back and then you walk forward and you keep your eyes up Plant your feet, what's hip distance, what feels like they're pointing straight ahead, then take a peek down. And you may be surprised at where they landed. My right foot's a little behind my left, it's a little more turned out. This is normal human stuff. So realign to an established hip distance, feet pointing straight ahead. And that's something that each time we place ourselves in a practice, we wanna be thinking about what's going on at the feet, and it's not always just step your foot and it's going to land, but that we get our mind involved in, in how we're stepping and how we're aligning, even something this simple. So then we're going to work with a center of gravity. So you're going to rock back and forth, feel what it's like to be kind of on your toes, and then what it's like to, to dig your heels in. And you can be as dramatic as you like, and then you can be as subtle as you like too. So... For most of us, for all of us, we tend to stand on a certain forward back arrangement and or side to side. So let's do that too. You can roll on the outer edges of your feet and then the inner edges rolling out and in. And then once you go out and in, back and forth, everything to the left and everything to the right. So the feet, not moving, but you're feeling your center of gravity moving around. And then I'm gonna pause at what feels like center for you. Press your feet down, squeeze your legs, draw your abdominals in. So, and, and close your eyes, you can keep them open. We'll take your arms at your sides in mountain pose and have three full breaths. 
each exhale, press your feet down into the floor and pull your abdominals in. Then you're going to toe heel your feet in toward the midline until your big toes touch, but the heels are slightly apart. And depending on how your feet are shaped, it might be slightly, it might be very apart. When you peek down and go ahead and peek down, your second and third toe point straight ahead. And if that's not happening, no big deal, you could move your heels until they do. And this is samastiti positioning and the positioning that we use for sun salutations if it's comfortable and balanced for you. So we can do the center of gravity again, rock forward and back. What feels like you're on your toes, what feels like you're digging your heels in. And then outer edges, inner edges. And perhaps one feels more natural to you. And then the whole side to side. So you get like leaning tower pizza style. Just reading a book and one character says to each other, it's like Big Ben said to the leaning tower of pizza. I have the time if you have the inclination. You are very welcome to just spread that joke all around. I know Maureen liked it. <laughs> Come back to center, press your feet down, feel upright in your stance. Squeeze your legs, lift your abdominals, lift the center of your chest, and then arms at the sides, we'll have three breaths. So what we've done with this stance is given ourselves another point of practice that when the pose says feet together, this is feet together. If it feels unbalanced to you right now, change it until it feels balanced because it doesn't get better as we start to move. Right. Make sure you feel balanced, your center of gravity aligned with your feet and lift it up to the top of your head so that you can stand strong in your body. And then we'll draw hands together at heart center, pressing palm into palm as you do spread your back. And on an inhale, reach up, mountain pose, press your feet down, reach through your fingertips. So now we've elongated, we've changed the center of gravity, we've lifted and it's a little harder to balance. Right? And then you bow forward, you just send your hips back to balance the weight of your chest moving forward in the full. Same idea as you halfway lift, the hips sit back a little bit. You press into all three corners of each foot. And then you bow forward, breathe all the way out. And you press into your feet, squeeze your legs, roll up to standing mountain pose. Squeeze the legs, lift your chest. And then bow forward. You're feeling the balance of weight as you bow. Take it slow. You're arriving about now. If you were faster than that, a little slower next time. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Press your feet down, draw your heart forward, abdominals up and in. And we'll bow forward, breathe all the way out. 
press your feet down, inhale, roll up to standing. Squeeze your legs, lift your chest, fan your fingers. And exhale, fold forward. So your feet down, feel steady. With your inhale, lift halfway, flat back. You're going to exhale, fold down, this time hugging in. Take your forearms around your calves and hug yourself. Yeah, just hug yourself. I'm going to stop the sentence there. Just hug yourself. Let your head drop. Let your brain drain. Deep breath. <laughs> and then you're honest with yourself in your own practice. If that felt unsteady, unstable as you were moving up and down through that, bring your feet a little apart. And that's like one of the great things about Zoom is most of the time we can't even see your feet. So nobody knows what you're doing. There's no need to like do it even just to like make the teacher happy. Do what makes you happy. You know, press your feet down as you release your arms, dig your heels in. I'm gonna sit the weight back to Utkatasana. So, ah, hi. <laughs> With your exhale, we're gonna bow over the legs. Same idea, so we had standing series A and now standing series B. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, fold forward. I'm going to go again, dig your heels in, lift your heart, Utkatasana. And exhale, fold over your bent knee. So we're folding Utkatasana. Essentially, we're a folding chair. It's almost as bad as the Big Ben joke. Breathe in, lift halfway. And then bow forward, breathe out, chest to thighs, let your head drop. We'll go once more, standing series B, weight into your heels as you lift your chest. Bow with your exhale. Breathe in to lift halfway. This time as you breathe out, fold down and walk the feet wide. So we're gonna go to the edges of the mat or maybe if, if you're a little taller, you might go outside the edge of the mat. It also depends on how wide your mat is, of course. I'm gonna bring the arms to the legs and explore this idea of why do we dig our heels in an Okatasana? Right. So you're gonna sit your weight back into the heels and dig them in as you sit back into a Malasana squat. So uh, we're about a halfway down. Right. And then bow forward. You're gonna rock the weight into the balls of the feet. So as your center of gravity, as your hips, right, the, the biggest bones in your body, the heaviest bones in your body, sit back, you want to shift the weight in your feet back. And then as you try to kind of pour your spine forward, you want to rock the weight forward in your feet to follow that weight of the hips and the upper body. Right. So this comes into play in a lot of poses, forward folds, squats, different variations of, of balance poses as to where the center of gravity is going is where we're really pressing through the feet and it's another way we say mentally engaged in the practice it makes it safer also more effective at uh, 
we'll call it strengthening. Um, you may feel it as muscular sensation, uh, bum burn asana. Take one more round. Anytime in yoga you're making something safer and more effective, it's because you're also strengthening. So you can you can look at it either way. If you're here for a workout, it's better. If you're here to meditate, it's better. We're gonna release the hands, walk your feet together. Gibbs is singing the song of his people. I'm not sure if you can hear that, but he's learned how to howl. On your inhale, reach up to standing. It's just like, oh my gosh. On your exhale, bow forward, send your hips back. Breathe in to lift halfway. And then plant your hands, step back, low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. And look forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in to lift halfway. And breathe out, fold forward. We'll take three more rounds of sun A just to bring flow of vinyasa into body. And joining breath with movement, still awake and aware how you're placing your feet as you move. Take a halfway lift, press your feet down like you are stamping them into your mat. And then plant your hands the same way. And chaturanga, your hands become your feet. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Good. Nice. And down dog. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. When you get there, feet together or your version of together, breathe in, stamp the feet down and breathe out. Pressing your feet down like you are making an indentation in your mat as you reach up. Exhale, fold forward. And when you're making that indentation, a little more in the front of the feet. And halfway lift. Plant your hands, step back. Low push up of the variety you'd like. Could be kneeling, could be none. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop. When you get there, note the placement of your feet. And inhale, lift halfway. Stamp into the floor. Feel the imprint of the feet. And then bow forward. A little more weight in the balls of the feet as you drop your head. Inhale, reach up. 
and exhale fold. And that's not so much that you're rocking the weight into the balls of the feet, but you're really working the balls of the feet into the floor. The difference between grounding and you know, just leaning. Breathe in. Breathe out, press the floor with your hands, squeeze your legs. Breathe in. Down dog, we're gonna breathe all the way out and pause. Have breath here or child's pose. Check in with your feet here, hip distance and pointing straight ahead. Breath all the way out. Squeeze your right leg and float it back behind you as if air were pressing down on it and you're lifting up into that air. And then bend the knee and hug the knee in towards the chest, look forward, step into a low lunge, press into your feet, we're gonna come up to a high lunge. Bend your back knee, lift your abdominals, lift your chest up. When you exhale, press into your feet, hands to the mat, a little more pressure through the front foot as you're coming forward like that. Low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog and breathe out, down dog. Then you're gonna and take, squeeze the left leg. Imagine pressing it up through, through air, wind that's blowing down on it, lifting into the wind. Bend the knee and draw it into the chest as you rock your whole body forward, take a step. Plant your feet, come up. You're bending the back knee and establishing kind of 50-50 weight between the front and back foot. Then a little more press to the front foot as you're taking your hands to the mat, as it's steadying you coming forward. Breathe in, upward facing dog, good. Breathe out, down dog. Go again, squeeze the right leg, take it up, tighten it, let the hip open, press the outer edge of the foot up. And then again, bring the knee in, take a step, press your feet down. As you reach up, establish the weight centered between the two feet. Press into the front foot, particularly as you bring your hands down and step back. Breathe in, good. And breathe all the way out. Feet parallel again, you're checking that hip distance. Squeeze your left leg, take it back behind, let the hip open to the side. And then knee into chest, take the step, press feet into the floor. You're centering your weight between the two feet. Yeah, keep pressing into the front foot so it stamps a little more firmly down as you take your hands down, a low push up. Breathe in, good, and breathe out. And since we've established three is the magic number, here we go. Squeeze your right leg, take it up. And then knee into your chest, take a step. You're just gonna play with this in vinyasa. Find that point where you feel centered between the two feet. And that pressure into the front foot that steadies you as you move. Breathe in. 
and breathe all the way out. You're going to squeeze your left leg, take it out. And bend the knee into the chest. Take a step. Feel both feet. Press down. Lift up, reach. You're at center. Bend slightly more to the front foot to slow and steady you as you come into that fold. Also, if you're looking to uh, firm your asana, that is a uh, good strategy. Down dog, breathe out. Have a breath in. And let it go. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop to your hands. When you get there, your version of feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway, make sure it feels steady. And breathe out, fold forward. You're pressing the balls of your feet into the floor. Let's sit back to Okatasana, chair pose. Dig your heels in, lift your heart up, which might be our next t-shirt. Pause here, breathe. You're going to lift your ten toes, spread them away from each other. If you would wear that t-shirt, let me know. I'll, I'll make it. I mean, I won't sew it, but... Sit way back in the heels as you're sitting the hips like they were uh, heading toward the back of your mat. There's some chair back there. So you're reaching for, but like too lazy to, to reach back. And then uh, take your heels in. Notice what happens at your sitting muscle, your asana, your bum cheeks. And then pressing the balls of your feet instead. And then pull into the heels instead. Toes lift and then kind of rock the way in the balls. If this really hurts your knees, don't do it. But it, it moves this uh, bit of work into the glute muscles rather than the quadriceps and the quadriceps tendon. So sit low, lift your chest up, continuing to dig the heels into the mat, breath in. And then when you breathe out, bow forward over the legs, pressing into the balls of the feet as you bow. And breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Then plant your hands, step back, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog, good. Breathe out, press down, go back, down dog. Arriving about now. Squeeze your right leg to take it up and back. Let the hip open. Feel the pressure downwards that you're pressing up into. And then fold your knee into your chest. Take a big step into a low lunge. Reach up. And you're centering the weight between the two feet as you're here. And hands to heart center. We're going to twist, rotate first, and then knee toward your elbow. We're gonna bring arm inside the leg today. And if you would like, grab a block. If you'd like to use the floor, use the floor. Uh, find a way to ground your hand, which might mean that you go the back foot back so that you've got three points that you're working on the floor. Squeeze your back leg, press into your front foot. The three points, be able to lift the five toes up front. Probably can't lift the back toes, you're feeling for as much of the ball of the back foot as you can. Rotate right shoulder on top of left, and you can open the arms if you like. 
have breath in. Squeeze your back leg, draw your abdominals in to press the breath out. And then on your inhale, come up and around for warrior two. Bring the feet onto one track, we'll pause, and we'll drop the arms out of it. So do a few shoulder shrugs here. Check in with your feet. How are your toes? If they're gripping, find the triangle of each foot. Feel it on the floor. And we'll get into more detail about the triangle of the foot as the, as the days go on. Feel for it. You can't see it. So if you're looking down, go ahead and look up. And feel the triangle of the feet. And one more deep shrug of the shoulders. And then keep the shoulders softening down your back. And just bring the palms up. Right, elbows stay down, but the palms come up. Move with that. But it's the shrugless shrug. Squeeze your back leg and pull into your front heel. Good. While I have you here, I'll tell you a story now. <laughs> Press into your feet. You're going to reach up into reverse. And what we're looking to do here is keep the weight centered in between the two feet. So it's kind of easy to drop back. Keep pressing into your front foot as you lift up into the reverse. Breath in. And then cartwheel your hands down. Keep pressing into your front foot as the torso moves. Low push up. Your version. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Just pause for a breath, feel the heat in your legs, differences between the two sides. On an inhale, squeeze your left leg, take it way up and back. Go way up there, and that imagination that the, the air is pressing down on you, lift into it one last bit. And exhale, knee in toward your chest. Take a step. We're gonna reach up into the lunge, find the even distribution of weight. We're pressing both feet down into the floor. Hands to heart center, rotate. And then we're gonna hinge forward, keep pressing into your back foot as if that's staking the uh, leg and the spine for the diagonal of the twist. And take a block, any height. If you don't have a block and you use any kind of prop, it's great. If you wanna to touch the floor, best way to get down toward the floor is to go lower and lunge. Press into your feet, feel the rebound up to your chest. Check in with the toes up front. Can you lift and spread them? If not, what part of the triangle of the foot do you need to press down more? Still for the back foot, again, like a 50-50 where your hips are at the center of this stance. Breath in here. Squeeze your back leg, pull your abdominals in to empty it. We're gonna come up and around to warrior two. And we're gonna take the shoulders just right out of it. Yeah, take the arms right out of it. And do like one shoulder at a time, get, get whatever's in there out. This is good. This is like the, uh, this is the racy edition of where two that I'm watching here. Y'all look good. 
come back to center with it, pause. Arms are still down, you're gonna drop your chin to your chest. Let your head move side to side. Continuing to hold the stance, right? So basically what the teacher is doing is distracting you from your feet. And to put the whole pose together, you're standing in your feet, keeping the toes light, able to maintain the equal weight in each foot, equal pressure down into both feet as you're doing something different with the upper body. Bring the arms up to that kind of shrug without a shrug, the W or the, the uh, trays on your hands. Right. We're gonna extend the trays out. So straighten the arms without lifting the shoulders. Most of us, our elbows will stay a little bent. Then you'll wring the forearms so you get palms down. And if your shoulders didn't climb an inch, that means you did it right, however bent your elbows are. On your inhale, reverse. And again, it's easy for the back leg to kind of take on the weight and buckle a little bit here. Squeeze your back leg, press into your front heel, ball your big toe, ball the baby toe. Breath in. And then we'll cartwheel down, pressing the front foot as the spine comes over the leg. Breathe out. Breathe in. And then down dog. Breathe all the way out. Breath in. Let it out through your mouth. We'll look forward, walk, or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, stamp your feet into your mat, spread your toes, let them be light, and bow forward, breathe out. Drop your hips back, dig your heels into the floor, lift your heart up, Ukatasana. And we'll twist hands to heart center. Bring your left elbow toward your right knee. Might get there, might not. Right? If it doesn't open the arm, right? and it's okay if it doesn't, you would rather have your spine at center than your elbow to your knee. So check in with your spine. How is it uh, in relationship to the center line of your mat? And be moving straight forward from tailbone through the top of your head. This rotation, you stack your right shoulder over the left. Check in here. Could you sit back and down more by digging your heels in? You use the pressure of the feet into the floor to lift your chest. One more inhale. And then when you exhale, bow forward. And walk the feet apart. And Paragusasana. You take your peace fingers to your big toes, lift halfway flat back, and bow forward, breathe out. You may find that forward fold is not what your body needs right now. If that's true, you might want to take one of those low squats, a malasana, that comes down to a block, or which uh, 
you take yourself all the way to, to seated or child's pose. That's cool too. Giving yourself some time off from, from the squat work. So typically we'd counterbalance that with going forward in a forward fold. But if that's not for you right now, that's cool. Just make sure that you're, you're supported in those, those squats because we're gonna go do Ukatasana on the other side. One more breath here. Release your hands while feet together. And again, you know your version of together. One that's steady and allows you to point the feet straight ahead. Sit your hips back by digging your heels in, connect to your glute muscles. Feel the lift of pelvic floor, lower abdominals. That helps lift your chest. Then hands to your heart. Rotate first. And then choose with your spine rotated down center line. Does your elbow touch your knee? Right. And if not, no big deal. Open that elbow. Hand to hip helps here to keep the hips at the center of the mat. So you want your hips, your rib cage, your head, one line down the center of the mat. Stack left shoulder over right. We're gonna dig the heels in, fire up the back line of the legs. By pressing your feet down, lift your chest. Things get like really hot, really fiery right now. That's true. You get one more breath here. Stay if you can. Leave if you need to. Not like the zoom, but the pose. And then exhale, bow forward. Walk your feet apart. We'll go again for Padangastasana, fingers to toe, or your hands underneath Padahastasana. And then you stand in the cup of the palm here, if that's beneficial to you. Draw your heart forward. Exhale, fold. So a way to know that Padahastasana is beneficial to you. A, your low back is just happy. It's like so happy. It's not worried about getting out of the pose. If your low back is kind of worried about how long we might be here, slide the hands out. Same thing with your hands themselves. If they're loving this little pressure of your feet in the cup of the palm, cool. That's what we're meant to be doing. You're meant to have a good experience of hand massage with the you know, pouring of the weight forward into the balls of the feet that we do in a forward fold. But for a lot of us, what happens is our hands get under there and then we rock the weight back in our heels because we went out and then we put pressure on our low back. If you find yourself with pressure in your low back or you just don't particularly like that sensation in your hands, take your hands to your calves, press your hands into your calves and use that to draw your body closer to your legs. The only reason to do that standing on your hands as opposed to something else is that you really like that hand massage. Gently release hands, walk your feet together. That version of Samasthiti stance that works for you to be stable as we flow. Roll up to standing, mountain pose, arms overhead. And then eagle, wrap your right arm underneath, 
could be to the forearm intertwined, could be hands to shoulder blades, wrap the right leg over top. And it could be that your foot winds again around, could be that doesn't need to. You hug your shin bones into one another, like you're trying to make one thing of your shin bones. Right? Whether they're wrapped or not, they're pressing inward. And then abdominals lift and you sit the weight back. So this is basically a cross-legged Utkatasana where you're digging your heel in, lifting your chest up. On an inhale, unwind and reach out. Soften around your shoulders and your neck. Then the other side, left arm underneath and left leg over top. And to whatever degree you wrap is cool. Hug your shin bones in towards center. They could be really far apart, right? They could be like this, but they're hugging inward. And that's giving you then the stability on the one leg, right? So that the other leg's not kind of flopping around. The hug action of left leg into right allows you then to take that into the heel of the right foot as you sit the hips back and lift your chest up. As we sit the weight back, the torso wants to come forward to compensate. Don't let it. Stay upright and sit down. One more breath here. And then inhale, unwind and reach up. Good. Bring hands together at heart center, pause, take a breath. You're cleared out, empty, really clear. And you're gonna peek down at your feet. Where are they in space? Are they where you thought they'd be? If they're not, no big deal, mine aren't either. Reposition so that you're standing once again in your samastiti with that alignment of your feet. And then back to hands to heart center, close your eyes and feel your feet when they're centered and aligned. And it really doesn't matter if they're touching, not touching. It does matter that we have an intentional placement, right? that we know where we stand, that we know what direction our feet are pointing, right? physically as well as figuratively. There's a reason why our language contains those phrases. And it's totally okay when you get off, but it gives you an anchor to come back to. On your next inhale, reach up, mountain pose. And exhale, bow forward and press into the balls of your feet as you bow. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. Low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out to down dog. Check in, feet hip distance. And pointing straight ahead. 
through your hands and walk or hop to seated. Come down onto your back. If you've got a block or if you have one of these core balls, either one will do. If you've got nothing, if you've got something that looks like one of these things, uh, something that you could place between your knees so that your feet are about hip distance. So if you have the core ball, that's really good distance for, for most of our bodies. And if you have the standard block, then on the uh, medium side is where we go between the knees. So either one, you find your feet at hip distance, toes pointing straight ahead. And this is one of those reasons why we learn it without looking at them because it's very hard to figure out where they are right now. You have a triangle of your feet pressed down into, and you'll come up to bridge from soles of your feet pressing the mat. And what the block does is that it keeps our knees from floating out to the side. So if you have to hold the block or you hold the ball, you've got this continual action of leg bones hugging in that keeps knees aligned over ankles. And that way, if you have tighter hip muscles, tighter external rotators, right, they have to get a little bit of a stretch. If it's too much, widen the feet and go further apart. But as again, a point of practice, bridge, wheel, we're looking for hip distance. And as much lift as you can get with your feet hip distance apart. Breath in. And then exhale, slowly come down. And if you got something between your knees, go ahead and relieve yourself of that and walk your feet out to the sides of your mat. Let your knees rock side to side. So for most of us, the pose feels harder with the, the block or the ball more muscular effort is required. That's a good thing. Again, it makes it safer for the body. And you can get stronger musculature out of it. And stronger mental focus as well. So we can come back to center. And again, you get the block or the ball or something like it that can keep your knees at about hip distance. You take that. And then press your feet down, lift your hips as high as they go. If you find that it's really uncomfortable and you need to go a little wider, you can. But if you have to go really wide to get your hips as high as you're taking them, maybe they don't need to be so high. A thought. The, the wider we take the feet, this kind of splaying action, we can push our hips up sometimes higher. It's not really advantageous for the sacroiliac joint to do it that way. I mean, y'all are young, you'll be fine, but I'm getting old. So, you know, see, uh, this whole 29 thing has really got me freaked out. Press your arm bones down, press the back of your head down. Find your feet again, the three points. Are your toes gripping? Is any one of them gripping? Like one that always grips. Can you let it go? And then on your exhale, slowly release down. And then take the, the block or the ball away and let things just gonna sway side to side. 
do one more without the blocker ball. And if you just said, oh, yay, <laughs> yeah, so did I. But what we're going to do is hug the memory of the block. So feet about hip distance. You've got the, the memory of the block or the ball that you're using. And press your feet down. And then as you come up, just maintain that memory of hugging the block, hugging the ball, so that your weight stays evenly distributed in the feet. One of those things with the, the knees floating out, the weight will roll on the outer edge of the feet. We felt that earlier. And all three points of the foot press down when you hug the knees to hip distance. Two more breaths, the memory of that block, keeping your knees over your ankles, keeping the weight evenly distributed in your feet. Slowly down. And Subtabadi Kanasana, bring soles of your feet together, knees out to the side. Need to lift your hips to lengthen your low back. It might also be good to lift your rib cage, slide it back, give yourself more room. Lift your head, slide it back if you want to block for underneath your head. Take that. Press the soles of your feet together. Ball the big toe to ball the big toe. Ball the baby toe to ball the baby toe. Center of each heel into the other. Bring your hands to your center line. Have a breath way down deep into the lowest parts of your lungs that you can find. Feel the hand that's on your navel. Move with your abdomen. And then as you exhale, feel the abdomen pull away from the hand. We're coming into deep belly breathing. Where we're attempting to move the breath slowly down and into the body. And then slowly but fully up and out of the body. As a perk, we're getting abdominal work. If that's a perk for you. Or maybe the perk is that we're doing this instead of crunches or a bicycle twist. See how many abdominal muscles you can get involved in this. This is a really deep exhalation. As you're working the abdominal exhale, how about the feet pressing one another? Can you get the exhale from feet pressing inward? Feel probably inner thigh, pelvic floor, and lower abdomen working together. Bring your imagination again as you press the breath out and the feet press together. You feel the line up the inner edge of your legs to your pelvis to the abdominals. Two more. 
this is very much like the, the way we stand in a pose, integrating the power of the legs into the core body. When we were standing earlier, just standing there in strength is an exercise in itself. That requires our mental capacity, our mental power right, to, to focus in. the perk of meditation. We've been here a while, so we're gonna use the hands to bring the leg bones in. And as the knees come together, you know, hug them in toward your chest and get a little rock side to side. And from here on out, it's just real soft focus, real loose, but still focus. Right? We've had a real sharp focus this, this whole time, like a lot of minutes of sharp focus. Now some circles of your low back that become more of a comfort, more of you know, an ease. And focus begins to shift to relaxation, which deserves our attention just as much as the, the working out, a different kind of attention. Take one knee in each hand and spin the leg bones around, stirring the hips. Get back to center, hug your knees and flex your feet, fan your toes, wiggle them out. And then we'll take the sole of the left foot to the floor, cross the right foot over the left thigh. Your choice on how to approach this, this could be it right here, recline pigeon, you stay. Right. You might wanna bring the left foot off the floor, even catch the hamstring or the shin. As you're taking that on, keep your shoulders soft. And if you've gone beyond where the shoulders can be soft, just ease back until you find it. Another way you could work this is the twisting variation where that whole operation just twists over to the left. Catch the right sheen in the left hand. Whatever you get with it, and bring your breath through the outer hip. Like you were combing it. Or like the breath was water over rocks. Any tensions that you find being smoothed by the breath moving through your body. And of course, that's a visualization a good use of your imagination. Any other way that you wanna use your imagination to calm, quiet, soothe your body, it's a good time for it. On an inhale, you're gonna unwind, come back to center. <laughs> 
and then hug your knees in. Take right foot to the floor, left foot over the thigh. And the side, as you like it, which could be really different from the other side. Did notice that your feet tend to point different directions, roll on inner or outer. That when we're standing, right, there's there's differences in the two sides. And those differences show up all day long as we stand, as we walk, as we do our things. So it's right that we'd have some differences side to side as we take these postures on. We are seeking balance with the practice. Balance doesn't need perfect symmetry. It needs our attention and our willingness to work at kind of full capacity with whatever this particular situation is. Two more breaths here. Whatever your favorite visualization of your breath is. If you don't have one, you can use that combing out or smoothing out. And we'll unwind that, come back to center. Take happy baby or your favorite finishing pose. Or if there's something else that, that you want to take, and in particular, if there's a symmetrical pose, would be good here. So something that's whole body involved. That's a generally we'll take happy baby at the end of a practice or knees to chest or slipped about or wheel. Something comes back from that duality of left and right and into center. Ready and make your way to Shavasana. And any shape of Shavasana. You feel the parts of your body that are on the floor. So in the outstretched pose, it's our heels and our calves thigh muscle, and sacrum, rib cage, the back of the head. And then feel for the parts of your body that are off the floor. It could be the backs of your knees, your low back, your neck. We want those parts to feel as light as possible with weight evenly distributed over the parts that are touching the floor. That means 
lifting your hips and sliding your sacrum down, lifting your rib cage, or your head and sliding back. Do those things so that this pose feels like gravity is working on you in the best of ways. Grounding you here in a good space, sukha, it's called in the yoga practice. We have more sukha, more ease. There's also to find a sweetness or space when we're aligned well. Which is why we take the time to do this practice to learn what kind of alignments work for us individually. How, is, how you're placing yourself right now creates sweetness for you. like to stay if you can stay if that's an option feel free if you'd like to come back into movement and to close the practice together start with finding your fingers and toes giving them a little wiggle and then a little too comfortable side for you and press yourself up and we'll sit together Hands together at heart center, pressing palm into palm, thumbs to sternum. Feel your back spread with your breath. We touch our hands to our sternum, the heart at the other side attached there. We're joining heart to hand so that we could draw thumbs to forehead center. Signifying the joining of heart and mind to offer each other namaste. Namaste, y'all. Thank you. Well done. Very well done. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. That was awesome. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Good to see you. Bye. Gretchen. I love the lights. So good. Got them in there for you, darling. Thanks so much. This was great. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you're here. Have a good night. Good night. Let's see. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. We're glad you did. If you'd like to join us live on Zoom, you can head to our website, 3 for all the info on how to get started. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again. Namaste.